Phil, repeat the line that you just said to me. Which line? <laughs> no, 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 top, no topics, just vibes. No agenda, just vibes. Yeah. And uh, a, a very loud champagne popping can, from my side here. Can I? Can I start? Can I start with a thought? Uh, yes. <laughs> there's a no, there's no, no better way to start this than you asking a question about your own podcast. Say whatever you want, so, Phil. I was just uh, talking with Anya about this. Anya was such a fucking trooper. She was with me every step of the way in this game. She saw me getting pissed when I think the, I would say the most pissed moment I had was probably when Suarez grounded into the double play in the eighth. That one was like, that was the most, that was the height of my, of my piss. And then, you know, right there until the, um, until the end, obviously with, with, with Cal. Um, but I was just thinking about it and, you know, Anya has not been a fan for as long, obviously, as I have. So I was explaining, you know, the history of the teams and all that. And, and the Root telecast did a really good job tonight with, you know, showing how we got here, where, what our history is like, all of that. But there is, a, there is a part of me that just thinks it's so poetic and so romantic that after the 2018 season, when they did the whatever you want to call it, step back, reimagine, <laughs> rebuild, whatever, you know, I know Cal Raleigh or uh, Logan Gilbert was in the draft class before that. Um, and so was Cal Raleigh, but these two kids coming up together, you know, being basically roommates, battery mates throughout their whole minor league career and representing just like hope for this franchise, hope for the city. This was long before Jared Kelnick, Julio Rodriguez, any of that wave. It was Logan Gilbert, Cal Raleigh, you know, you had some other guys in there too, but it was really, those were the guys that, you know, Logan being your first round pick, Cal being your third round pick. Those were the guys that were representing, Hey, this is going to be when the Mariners are good again, these, these guys might be at the forefront. And then you see what happens tonight with Logan Gilbert going eight innings and Cal Raleigh, obviously doing what he did. I just think it, it just, you couldn't have run, written it better. Thank you for saying all that to allow me to just have a full glass of champagne. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, but it, it, I just was thinking about it, and it's just yeah. one of those things that there is there is poetry here for sure. That's why we love baseball is because there we don't love baseball because people hit the ball really good or 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 I mean I could watch a guy hit a golf ball if I wanted to see someone hit something really far. We watch baseball for narratives and for it's about like loyalty and devotion to a club and and you know, it's just that this, this narrative that plays out over 162 and for the Mariners it's played out over longer than 162. It's played out over, you know, the last four years of, of the rebuild. And then to, you know, the 2020 virus shortened season with Kyle Lewis. And we thought, Oh, that's the great hope. And you just have to keep, you know, these narrative threads alive. And that's why we love baseball the way we do. There is so much to say right here. Obviously, just the game that, that that just ended. I can look at my TV right now and see that there's an army of Mariners decked out in lime green ski goggles, which is fucking awesome. They're going yeah. ham right now, and those guys deserve it. There's that part of it. There's the fan base part of it of just like the 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 deprivation that we've had. And then there's this individual team itself who at times has been maddening has been so easy so easy to write off totally imperfect totally not whole right now 
And yet here we are, we, we are, mean, we are where we wanted to be at the very first podcast of the season. It was, this was the expectations. We said that we said, this is like, this is our happy place. There's, there's no other place to go. And it didn't even go the way we expected it to. No, Evan White's not here. Kyle Lewis isn't here. No. Uh, you know, like the, 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 the way that this was supposed to happen, Jesse Winker but, being an all-star yeah. that happened. It you didn't get ma- strange it didn't developments. You had yeah. Cal Raleigh who yeah. was a dumpster fire and now he's, <laughs> the dumper no fire. dumper <laughs> yeah he, I mean, is, that... he is he is the hero and it's that's like you said that's baseball it's the weirdest fucking sports the weirdest team and it doesn't matter how it happened we're here and it you know like all the all the semi that the we were closest moments this feels like the team that really deserved to be here because those teams yeah. were, were some percentage of fraudulent this team is legit you know, a legit for a three team, a three team yes. wild card situation. I mean, but, but fucking take it. You know, I, who cares at this point? Like, yeah. and honestly, you know, even if it was still the two team wild card, the Mariners are still sitting here with really good odds yeah. of getting left. So I'm not, I'm not hearing for one second, this bullshit of, Oh, they only made it because it's the expanded playoffs or whatever. The Mariners deserve to be as, as frustrating and as upsetting as this team can be. And that's largely a product of how they're constructed with, basically walks home runs being the core of your offense. I mean, that's, that's a product of it is they're going to be bad for stretches. And when you're in that, in those stretches, they do feel like they're never going to end. And even as late as the ninth inning, you have, let's look at how that ninth inning went. You have Mitch Hanniger just pop it, or I think Mitch struck out. You have Carlos strike out on just, you know, on very uncompetitive at bats. And then all of a sudden, you get Cal Raleigh working a three-two count, showing the patience, showing all that, getting a pitch that he can finally drive, and then there it is. So yes, the team is extremely frustrating, and honestly, they'll be frustrating up until the last moment that they stop playing this season. But they're finding ways to get it done. And over one sixty-two, how many times have you and I said this on a podcast? There's no mistakes over one hundred sixty-two. You are who you are, and that's and the Mariners are a playoff team, and that's just the most <laughs> incredible thing. Yeah, man, this this is the uncharted part, right? The the chase, yeah. the chase, the the hunt. We've been there before. This part where it's like we talk about playoff rotations and like you know in game adjustments and like serious baseball shit. We have no idea what we're doing here. This is all going to be uh, quite the experience trying to figure it out. Um, who are you most happy for right now? Other man, than I... other than us, because it's clearly we deserve yeah. this more than anyone else. I mean, outside of like the city of Seattle at large, like fan base and all that, because that's obviously who is number one. But if I'm just going to think of a singular person, I'm going with Scott Service. I mean, I mean, it has to be. He basically was as late as 2020, a guy who you're finding yourself in year four of being the manager of a team who's going into a rebuild. I, I would say 80, 85%, 90% of managers don't survive that. If you're going into a rebuild, you're starting fresh, and that includes management. DePoto took the chance, decided to stick with Scott, a guy he had known from uh, his days in Anaheim. And, you know, Scott turned in from becoming a manager who was managing a competitive ball club from 2016, 2017, 2018. He turned into a teacher and a guy who had to show and exercise a lot of patience and a lot uh, of, of, of uh, humility with these guys 
to get them to where they are now. And that's not, those are two disparate skill sets, a guy who's managing a competitive club and a guy who's managing a rebuilding club. And he threaded that needle just so nicely. And so I think you have to, you have to give him all the credit in the world. A guy who had never been a full-time manager ever and, and, and had that chance taken on him in 2016 and had two different jobs. We've talked about this so much in the past few years of, of the, you know, the the rebuild step back, whatever you want to call it, that, that, that was not this first regime's, mission it was to try and win as many games as possible with Robinson Cano and Nelson Cruz and now those guys are you know in the twilights of their careers and there's this whole new wave of people young people that they made it happen with and I think when we talk about players that were happy or people that were happy for the guy who did it I mean Cal Raleigh like what a freaking story it's not like this guy you know was a was a a, you know 40th round draft pick like he was drafted highly but struggled like we. Yeah. Our first episode of the season was talking about he was one of the worst rookies ever in Major yep. League Baseball, and here we are where he not not only saves tonight, probably saved the season saved because the season. whether we liked it or not, this team became <laughs> the team that has to hit home runs, score runs, and, and like boy did he. Yeah, and if that's the team that you have made, then you got to do it, and he did yeah. it over and over and over, and the the smile on that guy's face uh, as as he realized what was going on this is this is this is bliss i mean the, the, speaking like, speaking of a of a catcher we're happy for god i love that. <laughs> yeah luis torrens is back on this team enjoying this moment because he has yeah. played some Fuck you, 29, 29 other general managers who let him go I, I i i for the life of me i'll never understand how <laughs> nobody took a chance on him he is he is a major league player and this might just be the champagne talking but i think he has a chance of becoming a good major league player not a you know a career backup like where he's trending right now i think he could be an everyday starting catcher i don't we'll get to that conversation <laughs> on another day but boy is he a guy who has maintained i mean listen i'm not going to bring negative bi- vibes into this podcast that's not what this is about but a lot of times and we've seen it with our own players uh, this year <clears throat> when they get sent down and they're demoted it's real easy to get sour, to have bad attitudes about it, to do whatever you're going to do about it. Not only did Luis Torrens get sent down, he got waived. 29 other teams did yeah, not do you wanna, say. Do you want to back up a step? Do you remember what he did the day before he got sent down? Yeah, and not only did he, yeah, he got he got sent down after that Yankees game where he is the hero. Yes. Um, And it would have been so easy for him to get sour and just turn on the organization. You know who the first guy is celebrating everything now? It's Turin. So just that's that's another guy you have to feel so good about and so good for in this whole situation. Yeah. I mean, DePoto, I think the the two different jobs thing definitely applies to him. you know, like I said, it didn't. It didn't even go to, pan, to to plan. I mean, this this week has been a really rough week talking about Jesse Winker, and that was the coup de gras of the offseason from an offensive perspective. To you know, and Adam Frazier it was like those two guys yeah. should be the two things that put us over the top. And it neither of them even played. <laughs> neither was, of them even no, played. They didn't touch the field today. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's not that it's Gino, it's Julio who didn't play today, but it's obviously a huge part of why they're here right now. Um, and then just a bunch of unforeseen random shit. And uh, yeah, oh, man. And, uh, you know, obviously yeah. Santana is like the poster child of this offense. Basically, you either mash the ball, walk or strike out. And that's what you do. But I mean, listen, I how many times have we talked about, you know, we're a very stats slanted podcast. We love getting into like the nitty gritty about things. But how many different people do we have to hear it from that? 
oh, you know, Carlos Santana taught this team how to loosen up and have some fun and win the win games. How many different people do we have to hear that from before we start believing there's some merit to that? You yeah. know, and I, I think that's a huge under the radar acquisition. I can't even remember who was given up for him. I think it was. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah. It could have been Emerson Hancock in yeah. our top 10 prospects. It doesn't matter. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you know, you're in the DVD, as I like to say. Just like there would yep. be a DVD made. I don't know, a Blu-ray or whatever the fuck of, of this season. And uh, Carlos Santana had a, has his own chapter. Um, yeah, man. Who would have been, who would have been the, who would have been, your, if Dumper hadn't done it, who would have been your pick to do well, it? That's the thing is that there was another story ready to be written if Dumper yes. had just gotten walked. And the story that, and was yeah. Jared, was Jared Kellenick, the prince that was promised um, uh, being able to, to come through in the clutch there <laughs> would have been excellent. But uh, I think this was almost better because, you know, not to say that Cal Raleigh deserves this more than, than Jared Kellenick. They both are working their asses off. Yeah. But, you know, Cal Raleigh, I think, has... has uh, he's seen success. Yeah. You know, he, yeah, he's established himself. Yeah, and Cal Raleigh, I think, if, if you ask Cal Raleigh, you know, point blank, would you, wh- what would you do to have Jared Kellenick's f- physical gifts? He would, he would kill somebody to have yes. what, what Kellenick has. So he has to overcome a lot more um in that way so yeah i mean this 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 is um this is perfect it was it wasn't a perfect last week i think anya uh, can be uh was probably correctly critical of us for being so negative last week but it was just we it were so awful. disappointed we, yeah, we had, it's we had, such a we had, disappointment we had yeah. developed a standard of what we expected out of mariners baseball which is such a ridiculous it's statement. a weird <laughs> thing to say isn't it like you expect to go out and win which no. is just like yeah yeah who are we kidding yeah, yeah so Almost by the end there, I felt like I was a Yankees fan because yeah, like I spoiled. expect I expect like this team and I don't even listen, I don't even fucking expect them to go in and win one single fucking game in the playoffs. If I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Yeah, I gotta Anya see the matchup me, first. Anya Anya asked me, like, are you gonna be sad if they get swept or if they don't win in the playoffs? And I told her straight up, no, I'm not. No. I needed that I do not I mean, of course I want them to win. Like that's not a a, a question, but Am I going to be upset if they don't? No, because this year was about establishing themselves as a real, de- first of all, a real destination for free agents and a real baseball town again. And you watch the pandemonium that was going on in T-Mobile Park. This is a real baseball town again. And that is something that cannot be understated because with that comes the pressure on ownership to go out and spend yeah. money and make a competitive team. And that is the most important way you get momentum rolling is you break that ice and you get one good season and you'll see these guys come back. The, this this is going to sound weird, but basically from this point on, whatever you get, whether it's uh, mm. getting swept in two games in the wild card or whether it's an ALCS run, is gravy. It's 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 gravy. It's whipped cream, right? It doesn't. Yep. It, you can't hurt me anymore. You yeah, can't next tell year, me next shit. Year, next year's next year, a different story. Yeah, next year's a different story. I I would like to see some heightened expectations around the team from the fan base at large, but this year it's, it, this was what they needed to do this year and they fucking got it done. Do you want to talk for a little bit as about Mariner, the Mariners as a, a, a playoff entity? Because I think, you know, getting Suarez back, getting the glimpse of Mitch Hanniger, getting, getting a, holy shit, it's Jared Kellenick. Is, 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 is this the thing? Is this what we've all been waiting for? Plus Julio coming back, plus this rotation being all the way there. Like, God, this, this, like we talked about this being gravy, but this, if, it, if things go well and everything's healthy and everything's working, 
this is a formidable team. Like, well, not, yeah, a not to be that, fucked you know, with team. That's that's the thing about the playoffs is we and we this is why we you know we're gonna have to transition our thinking honestly on this podcast just speaking completely honestly because we have been conditioned to look at 162 because that's all yeah. we've ever known that's yeah. all we've ever known is 162 and honestly more like 100 and then let's talk about the farm system yeah uh, but seriously that's all we've ever known is like large sample size and right and uh and you know oh this whole you know he's not hitting well in in april but you know these underlying stats suggest that he's actually whatever you know x y and z or this is what he needs to do to correct it over a large sample there's no more of that shit the playoffs i don't care if you are the last team in or the best team you're the dodgers every single game in the playoffs even against the best the top playoff team versus the lowliest guy on the ladder is essentially a coin flip and i know that is disappointing for some people to hear because it makes it feel like everything's luck in the playoffs and i don't think it's all luck there is obviously skill but when you're dealing with such a small sample size now that the mariners are in they basically have their chips at the casino to go gamble and that's that's what it is every team by making the playoffs you get a certain amount of chips to go gamble with and and that's how that's how it's going to be it's you know three game series it's three shots at the roulette wheel red or black let's talk one more thing about service it, it's the uh the speaking of the, the the casino mentality of the declaration yesterday that we are going to end the drought today yeah. <laughs> today the fix was on the fix was on <laughs> yeah. yeah as anya as anya said the other day don't be surprised if the Mariners lose these next two <laughs> and, and because it, yeah yeah, and who cares, right? That I, yeah, I would I, I would imagine that we're going to get a uh, a uh, sparse Mariners lineup. You might have Matt Boyd hitting <laughs> playing first base tomorrow. <laughs> oh man, they're going to be so hungover. You're you're just going to see the Mariners lineup card come out tomorrow. It just says pass on it. <laughs> it's just, it yeah, was, for, we'll, Yeah, see you Sunday. Um, yeah, which is fine. The, the you've you've earned that. Um, but yeah, I mean, ser- service is his uh, his confidence. I think, and and you know. I think it's been in we're not in the dugout, obviously, but it just you get this the sense that Scott Service is just such a people person and that that skill has been what has carried this team to the to to the heights that it has. Because if if he couldn't connect with people, if he couldn't motivate people the way he that he can and and uh, you know do do all those little non-baseball things. Like I, I don't think that Scott Service is this like incredible technician. I think that the one thing that he does yeah. that he does that's somewhat unique is the use of the bullpen. But even that has a lot to be desired, as has been proven over the last couple of weeks. Like there's nothing about Scott Service that I'm like, wow, this guy is like playing chess when everyone's playing checkers. But I want to make God a damn, about, I want him leading us into war. Yeah, exactly. I want to make a point about Scott here. Um, Joe Madden with the Angels. Let's use that as a parallel. Uh, when the Mariners were down ten games you know, 10 out, 10, I shouldn't even say down 10 games. They were 10 games under 500. On my birthday. What's that? On my birthday. On your birthday. birthday. Yeah. It would have been so easy for the Mariners season to go the way of the Angels. It really would have. I mean, they had every reason in the world to just pack it in. They were a shitty team. They had been a shitty team for three months. And by three months, you kind of know who you are. But all of a sudden, you know, a little spark you know, that little Tinder that was underneath and just took one match. And maybe, as we've said before, maybe it was A.J. Puck, honestly. Maybe yeah. it was A.J. Puck. Maybe it was the wild pitch game. But all of a sudden, 
the team gets hot and it is so uh, to me the manager is basically a manager of momentum and a, a good manager keeps good momentum going and a bad and a, and a good manager stops bad momentum we've seen the mariners with bad momentum as recently as a couple of days ago you know they had a, a pretty horrendous 10 game stretch uh you know, three and eight against some really bottom feeder teams. A good manager knows how to kind of stifle that bad momentum. And I really think that's the manager's most important role is putting a, putting putting the brakes on a losing streak when it's easy to kind of just pack it in and, and keeping a good streak going. And I think Scott did a great, great job of that this year. I want you to picture a ship's wheel, right? Like the ones yeah. that are in the left, the left field of, of T-Mobile Park that yes. uh, signify that the, the the roof is coming in, right? With with a ship's wheel, if, if if things are going drastically to the left or to the right, you've already lost, right? Mm. The, the the manager's job is to keep things uh, kind of in the middle, kind of in the middle, right? Ten to yes. two, right? Just just tilt it back to the middle, tilt it back to the middle, whatever you have to do constantly. And I think that that's that's what this team had. Um, and there's there's some truth told. I mean, Scott Service would be the first to tell you, like we're playing like shit. He, he was cussing a lot a couple of weeks ago because of how bad this team was playing. And now now you know here we are with where with the results that we want to have with with plenty of games to go. So it's kind of funny because we were so <laughs> we were pretty Humpty Dumpty or uh, not Humpty Dumpty, Ch- Chicken Little yeah. last time we got on the the podcast talking about yeah, how the Mariners that, can't set that, their rotation. They kind of are in in that situation now. Yeah, but I'm going to I'm not going to I'm not going to fault us for being chicken littles about that because there's 20 years of trauma here that have not been fully relieved and exercised and finally got exercised tonight. I literally felt some <laughs> some weight coming off of my shoulders like when that ball stayed fair because there was no doubt it was clearing the fence. The only doubt about that dump shot was if it was going to stay fair or not. And uh, I felt like my soul exit my body for a second. Like I was looking down on myself. So I don't think it's unfair for us to say there's a, there's a way for this to collapse because we've seen it collapse. We've seen it collapse year after year after year, maybe I'm in a- different ways and maybe in earlier or later in the season, but we've seen it collapse every single year. I'm going to call out one of our good friends here um, who got my celebration started a little bit earlier than it probably should have. And it's Quinn Sterling because uh, he is a, Quinn will not cut the cable. He will not cut the cord on on cable mm-hmm. subscriptions. He he's got you know just the the Xfinity box, and so I got the boom text before I actually saw Cal Raleigh hit that. So I knew that that was going to to stay fair. How, how wish, delayed? How delayed were you? Like like two seconds, but it doesn't yeah. matter. I I wish that I had the the suspense to know whether that was fair or foul because uh, that, oh I was I, as soon as I saw Quinn, it Rob, the, Quinn robbed me of that so fuck you Quinn as as soon as I saw it leave the bat I started running like down my hallway because I knew it had the distance but then all of a sudden I turned my head because I'm seeing it kind of start curving foul curving foul curving foul I turned my head and I stop in my tracks. The dog is going crazy. She's barking her ass off, as you've all heard on this podcast by now. And then, you know, with Sims, I, God fucking, I love Sims. I love the guy, but you just never know (laughs) if what he's saying is true or not. (laughs) Okay, well, that's fair, yeah. (laughs) So I was, I had to like sit there for a second just to confirm that it was true. And then, then it was pandemonium. Oh, wow. Well, um, 
I, I don't know. This this might be it here for, for this podcast, or we could just sit here yeah. and drink champagne all night. But um... no, let's get some sleep. And <laughs> and I mean, honestly, I would love for them to get home playoff games, and it's a possibility. And honestly, it's not a bad possibility. Toronto has some really tough teams coming up, as does as does Tampa Bay. But uh, it's not. <laughs> it's it's just not even. It's just not even a thing. I I, I worry about. It's. I was. It I is was, what it is. I it was is. just. I was just in Ohio and I was at a bar last night after I finished up a presentation. And uh, of course they're, they're playing the, uh, the guardians game and who is up when I'm watching the guardians game, but Stephen Kwan. Oh, of course it is. And I was like, God, <laughs> we have to play have this to guy again. Him, yeah. And that's the thing about the playoffs is that it's hard. It's like these, every, these are the, you, you know, we just taught, we, we were talking for so long about this Mariners second half of the schedule. The last 20 games are against these shit teams. Can't wait for that. It's going to be awesome. We're going to win so many games. <laughs> playoffs have none of that. There's no shit. No, teams. there's no shit teams. There's no shit bullpens. There's no, no guy. There's no. no Austin Pruitt that you can beat up on every team has fucking good bullpens. They all have really good starting pitching because every, every, you look at any of these playoff teams in the AL, they all have three aces, essentially. I mean, every one of them, Shane McClanahan with Tampa, then you go Tyler Glasnow. There's just no break. And then don't even get me started on the Yankees or the Astros, much less Cleveland. Like you're going to be facing some premier, premier pitching and some just and then once the you can't even be like oh well at least we're running up his pitch count because guess what when you run up the guy's pitch count oh wait here comes like six relievers who throw a hundred and have like the nastiest slider known to man so it's just it's gonna be really hard it's gonna be really really hard let's let's end this by just doling out we're gonna go three golden hydros each you can pick anybody for any reason you go first and then I'll go back and then we'll get we'll get a total of six golden hydros dispensed because. <laughs> We've 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 got a lot right, of happiness to spread around. Okay, Dave Niehaus. Yeah, I, I wish so badly that he was. I don't here know if we've ever time. dispensed the posthumous hydro, but obviously, yeah, totally uh, that's that's my posthumous hydro. I really wish he was here to see this. He would have been so happy. This guy loved fucking Mariner baseball, man, and like for no for no reason other than it was his. And the Mariners are not a historically good franchise. They're not even a historically okay franchise. They're historically a pretty shitty franchise. But this guy loved the Mariners, and he was one of the best announcers to ever do it. And I owe a lot of my fandom to listening to him on the radio. So I really wish he was here. I know wherever he is, he's he's happy now. Uh, but that's got to be Golden Hydro number one. I'll uh, I'll stay in the past for a guy who's still with us, um, mortally at least, to Ichiro Suzuki. Because yes. um, this was a guy who, you know, I think in a, just a simpler age of baseball commentary was maligned for some reason. And, uh, you know, for never pushing this team into the playoffs as if that was anything he, he had control yeah. over. And uh, and here he was today. There's there's the uh, the discussion of, or the, the point about him um, working out Julio Rodriguez today. Like he's 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 in it like he's in it. <laughs> Ichiro's on the free. He's, he's, you know, yeah. he's the he's the 26 man like he, he's he's he cares about this team. And uh, yeah, I just think think of him and and, and he's a he's a, a for me a proxy of all these guys who played in that era that were good good players right it's not like the Mariners had yeah. totally shit players I mean remember what you said to me yesterday you texted me you said the ghosts of the Mariners past are coming to save us <laughs> I felt like I felt that tonight I mean from the start of it with Mike Cameron dressed in a really beautiful suit and like all these 
former Mariners legends coming in dressed all nicely. Yeah. Like they all knew what it was. Like Brad Adam was wearing a goddamn <laughs> suit. Like that was the last time that's ever happened. Brad Adam, I mean, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and bestow him with my second hydro. That guy has put so much. Yeah, he's put in work. And can so we much, make the so second hydro? Pom- so much pomade into his hair for so many losing teams over the years. And now, it, and now he gets to have good hair and a good team. Congrats, so Brad can Adam. we make the second your second hydro not only Brad Adam but also Angie Mentink, Jen Mueller, yes. even Bill Kruger, like yeah. that whole squad, like Ryan Roland Smith, that whole squad who's been there since you know putting up with a lot of bad stuff. Yeah, and just how much garbage baseball they've had to talk about, but now, yeah, now it's the good stuff. Yeah, I mean Goldsmith, uh, Gary Hill, Dave Sims, everybody, Blowers, like we are we have we said this over and over blessed with the root sports team that we have and the radio team mm-hmm. that we have rick riz jesus christ rick riz, no, I mean, rick riz yeah we got, how could you we, how like, could we forget god i i hope rick riz is enjoying i bet rick riz loves some cabernet like i <laughs> i really need to hear the rick riz radio call of the cal yeah. raleigh home run. i yeah. that's what i'm gonna do right when i get in i bet he's bawling his freaking eyes out yeah <laughs> okay so I, right. don't know, I don't know where we're at with hydros but we're yeah. number we're at my number two okay. um i want to give this one to our fiancés <laughs> for anya and abby for sticking by us like i have been so grumpy sometimes and like you know like after that 11-2 loss to Kansas City, I was just like, man, you need to relax. Like, this is not worth, like, being upset about and, like, missing. Because it's a, it was on a Sunday, and, you know, I only get yeah. one or maybe two days off a week to be with her. And I was like, this is not worth ruining your, t- like, one day you may get with your fiancé over. But she's just taken everything so much in stride. That I just, I just, she gets my second golden hydro, and so does Abby, because I'm sure she deals with similar stuff. <laughs> well, she, well, again, the East Coast, you should move to the East Coast, because then Anya oh, can just be in bed by all, all, yeah. the, all the stuff yeah. we have to endure. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll bestow my third of hydro upon, uh, upon you, my friend, because, oh. uh, you know, I had the, the, the idea of, of wanting to, to do this. I wanted to talk about the M's. I thought that this, the story of the rebuild was interesting, but a few years ago. And I just needed a partner. Like I, I, I was not the guy to carry my own thing and just try and do that. And I, you know, you, you, you obviously have known you for a long time and you were the perfect person to do it, but to, to, to just be like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do the podcasting thing. You had never done it before. And like, oh, it, no. it, it's, it's, it's worked so well. And I learned from you every single week. I, uh, you know, you, you are the only person I can text at any given time. Be like, did you just see that random shit happen in the middle of this game? And, you know, it, it, it's, it's been a, a beautiful partnership as we endure the rebuild, step back, whatever you want to call it for the past few years with the same idea, the entire time we've been lockstep in terms of our yeah. like perception of the organization. And it's, it's, um, you know, it, for, for being a guy by himself out here with that, not any other Mariner fans to hang out with or talk to, this has worked out like as basically therapy as, for, for a weekly yeah. situation. For well, if, if I'm going to give, if I'm going to be fair, we're going to share that golden hydro um, because there is, I've been a lot of times where, as you know, my work has conflicted yeah. with our times and not only that, where you've carried the podcast by yourself, um, but also the fact that I don't do anything besides get on the thing and then talk. <laughs> Everything else is you. It's all the production quality. It's finding all the intro, you know, the funny little rufflies that people do. It's doing the coffee read ads. 
it's actually putting the damn thing out on to Spotify, which I don't know how to do or any of that kind of stuff. But we're going to share that hydro because man, that this has been so fun and it's going to be fun for a long time. And I just, and now it's a good team. It's a good fucking team to do it with. And it's just going to be so it's, uh, I just can't, you know, one day we're going to be sitting here and it's going to be after the World Series where we're going to be doing one of these. And I don't know when that day is going to come. It could be, fuck, it could be this year. It could be 30 years in the future, but it'll come and and we'll be here. Jesus, man. Well, the yeah. goosebumps up my spine there thinking about yeah. that. And I'll uh, I'll clip that for, for, for a moment in the future for sure. But um, yeah, while you say that, we might as well throw an ad, Elm Coffee read in here. It is yeah. 17 a.m. over here in the East Coast and... <laughs> I have plans tomorrow, so Elm will absolutely be a part of my life tomorrow. So let's shout, go, Elm. Shouts out and, to Elm. Oh yeah, big, big, big golden hydro to Elm too. I love that guy. Um, he's a good, he's a good dude. He's our first sponsor, and we'll always have fondness for him. Yeah, and man. I guess my last third and final hydro is just the whole fucking city. Like this has been something that has been so long overdue, and we've all had to put up with the ridicule from. God, I know I have friends who are fans of, you know, the Red Sox. I have a fan who's a, or a friend who's a fan of the A's. I have a friend who's a fan of the Diamondbacks. And they all have had this kind of thing <laughs> hanging over me with this playoff drought for so long. And tomorrow I get to wake up a free man. And so does everyone else in this city. And I could not be happier for all of us. Well, we talked right before this, this episode aired, Phil, about uh, not wanting to go on Twitter. There is an iconic picture of scott service out there with goggles around his head backwards hat and a fat ass cigar in his mouth can you can you send it to me uh, well i don't have to because you just go on twitter and you will find it it's there yeah so that's what's awaiting you and uh yeah i mean this this has been a hell of a ride this season in particular but even just doing these episodes for the last few years so we will uh we'll sign off. We will finish this All bottle right. of champagne. Uh, but uh, I love you, buddy. This is I love you too. This has been a ride and a half, and uh, we got plenty more to talk about next week when we have to yeah, it's a real baseball. We do. So we'll we'll be doing our regular Tuesday podcast, but then obviously the playoffs start on what Friday. Yeah, and yeah, we'll, yeah. So we'll, we'll have to make some adjustments to our schedule on podcasting. Um, based on based on how things are shaking out, but um, we'll put it out on Twitter for anyone who follows. Let them know when podcasts are coming because they'll probably come at a little bit more fast, I'm guessing, and um, <laughs> on different days. Yeah, man, there's a lot to think yeah. about there. Like, are, yeah. are, is this big boy shit now? We got to figure out. So yeah, uh, but also the last hydro bestowed. I gotta say thank you to anyone who's listened, whether this is yeah, podcast one, of course, thirty of this season, you know, I, 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 the idea that anyone cares about what you, you and I have to say about this um, is again, just gravy, right? You and I would do this yeah. if we had zero, we do listeners. this with zero listeners or a million, but, but it, everyone matters. The and fact I, that there's a, a shred of a fan base who cares and yeah. wants to tune into what we say uh, matters a lot. So thank you guys. I hope you guys are also drinking bubbly and enjoying this. Um, so signing off here, go M's and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Talk to you soon.